Hallelujah. If that is for me, give a better one for Jesus. Oh, a better one, not for me, but for the man up there. Hallelujah. Before the word of God comes, I want us to pray. Put your hand on your heart and pray for your heart. Bible says that the entrance of his word gives us light. It means the more the word enters your life, your life or your heart, the more life and light you receive. So this morning, pray for your heart. Tell God, touch my heart. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, oh God. We thank you for this morning as we are in your presence, oh Lord. We thank you for an opportunity to hear your word. Father, may this word enter our heart. May it enter our heart. May you touch our life with your word that enters our heart. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Tell somebody you'll be blessed because you came. Amen. I want to say thank you to God. First of all, I also want to say thank you to my Reverend, Reverend George. I think it's a better place to clap. If you are not clapping, I'm suspecting you. You know, one thing I always say is that if you want to know people, don't relate with them with sometimes what they do, but their heart. Hallelujah. Because the heart of a person reveals who the person is. Sometimes somebody might be angry. As circumstances drives him or her to be angry. But when you relate with people, you know their heart. And I can say of Reverend George, he has a very good heart. And as a church, we are privileged to have him. So in the midst of sometimes when you are being rebuked, know that in that, there is a man who loves you. Hallelujah. As I engage with him, Bible says that, you see, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaking. Hallelujah. I want to celebrate him this morning. I think it's a better place to clap for him. Yeah. And I also want to celebrate his beautiful wife. Hey! Reverend George was saying that this is your neighbor. And me, I know that I'm here, but my neighbor is here. Look at where I'm sitting. Look at the distance. But my, me, my neighbor is here. So I was, I was trying to point to my neighbor. Hey! So I also want to say thank, we thank God for her life. You see, life is that, it's not about money. It's the people you have in your life. I'm telling you. If you grow, some, you grow to some level in life and you relate, you see that money goes to a point. But at a point in life, the people you have, they matter more, more than money. So don't always tune your mind to money. It will surprise you that I've related with a lot of rich people who have money, but they are not happy. I'm telling you. But the people you have in your life, that is why when you read the book of Isaiah, he says that, I, God, I love you. And because of that, I will send men into your life. Not money. Men will bring their money. But money sometimes will not bring their men. The real and the genuine men. Hallelujah. So we want to celebrate them and clap for them. Let's clap for them. Amen. Yesterday, we went somewhere. I went somewhere to Reverend George and he was saying he preached again. I was in a car. I wanted to vanish. But, you know, sometimes when you are a son, you don't do what pleases you. You do what pleases the father. 
Hallelujah. And you see, a son or being a father, it's not by age. A father is somebody through whom you have existed. That is your father. Hallelujah. If somebody helps you, even as you came to this country, that person in this country, he's your father. Hallelujah. So let's have and let our minds work very well. Because you see, understand that the primary target of the devil is your mind. When the devil gets hold of your mind, he has gotten hold of your destiny. So always feed your mind and let train your mind to think the right way. If you don't train your mind, you will allow every evil thought to enter your mind. You see, when you read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 4, that he said, casting down imagination. Imaginations are thoughts. And everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That is why one of the places you must feed, it is your mind. So one of the ways we can feed our mind is when we come to church, we hear the word of God. It goes into our mind and it goes into our heart. And our life will never be the same. Amen. Give a mighty clap of him unto the Lord. Amen. Last week I was talking about reasons why you must pray. But you see, one thing we must understand as Christians is that prayer has its root in the heart. The first point of communion with God, it is your heart. That is why if you want to pray and you want to receive heavenly blessings or heavenly answers to your prayers, you must always check your heart. Because, you see, you must free your heart from offenses. You must free your heart from bitterness. You must free your life, your heart from unforgiveness. You must free your heart from double-mindedness and uncertainty. If you go to God, you see, everybody can be praising you with your face. But God does not look at your face. He looks at your heart. Let me give you a scripture. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse number 13. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse number 13. He said, and now Hannah spoke in his heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. But therefore, Eli thought that he has been drunken. Can you imagine? You see, Hannah, she spoke in her heart. And God heard it. You see, this prayer is what led to the birth of Samuel. Why? God was looking If your heart changes, eh, your life will change. And you see, everything that begins in our life, the root is your heart. Your root is your heart. That is why the Bible says, guide your heart with all diligence. It means that with everything you have. If in, in marriage, eh, if your heart, if the marriage will change, your heart changes. It starts from your heart. There are people who have we've counseled in church. We realize that these people in their heart, they have already divorced their person. They have already divorced. As you engage with the person, when you say the person has said this, in his heart, that's where I came out with the thing. I said, this one is mental divorce. The person has divorced you mentally and it has gone down into the person's heart. So now, when we even advise you, you see that the advice does not go anywhere because your heart has entered it. That is why you must guide your heart. When you are going into prayer, you want God to receive always, always your heart. Always. So if you don't guide your heart, one day you see that you'll be in church, but you not come to church again because your heart was not really in church. I have seen people who became Christian. I know some of them who have gone mad today. Because when we became a Christian, something happened. And they didn't free themselves from that offense. 
For the men you work with, they are also men. They are all not perfect. But you love them as they are. Because that is what God has given you. But you see, many a times, it is when in circumstance the devil will minister to you. Look at him. He doesn't even like me. Like you see, you look at the way he humility in church. Why is it that when things happen in church, the idea doesn't come that go and apologize or go and explain? Because the devil knows that when he separates you, he can kill you. When the devil separates you, that is your road to your destruction. That is why I mean I always stay connected. Every day I'm asking questions. This thing is it. As I have come here, I call, I say, Right, this is what I want to do. What do you think? Right, this is what I want to do. What do you think? You see. The devil always wants to separate that because what made the devil the devil is first separation. And your separation can start from your thoughts. Your thoughts. Immediately you have a child who begins to think that mommy does not like me. Daddy doesn't like me. The behavior changes. No matter what you say. So as you pray, your heart must be first. It's what communion sometimes when you like to pray, it's not always you make noise. Sometimes you are lying down quietly, but your heart is connecting to God. Because that is what brings the heavenly blessings. And let me tell you, eh, if you pray, pray very well, many things in your life, it will change. Let's see a scripture. Luke chapter 3, verse number 20. Look at Jesus Christ. Look at what happened. And I'll come to my point. Look at Jesus Christ. Luke 3, 20. He said, added yet this above, that he shut up John in prison. The next verse. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven opened. You see, anything you do and add a prayer to it, the heaven opened. Look at Jesus Christ. He said, every, everybody was being baptized. He said, now when all people, it means that all the people were being baptized. But the difference between Jesus Christ and them is that while Jesus was being baptized, he was praying. Many times when you are doing things, you don't add prayer to it. When you are going to work, you think by strength. You don't know. Your spiritual, let God enlighten your eyes of understanding. If you know what happens in this country, you have no idea. So, Bible says, Jesus also, being baptized, praying. You see, the word is praying. It means that it's in the process. So, praying. He didn't pray though. He was praying. And the I don't know what you do in your life. If you train your children, add prayer to it. Your life will change. If, if you are working, add prayer to it. It will change. Everything you do, add prayer to it. And it will change. Yeah, Because everything you do is physical. When you start praying, you have entered into the spirit. And therefore, the heavens can open. You see, before you can receive things of heaven, you must first be spiritual. You see, somebody told me, somebody asked me a question some years ago. And he said that, Bible says that in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. So before God created heaven and earth, what was he? Because God created heaven and earth. So before he created heaven and earth, what was, where was God? Is it a spiritual question that you ask? Where was God before he created heaven and earth? And I said, God is where he is before he created heaven and earth. He's where he is. Where God is, that is where to relate with God, you can't use your natural mind. Not at all. Not in any way. So all the effort is spent buying clothes and painting your face is good. We like it. But what would affect you so much 
It is what you do spiritually. Hallelujah. So last week, we learned about reasons why Christians, we must pray. And I gave you two. I'm going to give you another two. Then we are out of here. Hallelujah. The third reason, the third reason, tell somebody the third reason, the third reason why we must pray is that pray because Prayer is the first apostolic command to every Christian. It's the first commandment. What is the scripture? First Timothy chapter 2, verse number 1 and 3. He said, Therefore, I exhort therefore, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, giving of thanks, be made for all kings and for all that are in authority that they may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. So prayer is the first commandment. Why? Because is it prayer trans, it transitions you from the earthly realm to the heavenly realm. It's a transition. Immediately you start speaking in tongues, you have translated yourself. Immediately you, you start, you have transitioned, you have changed the dimension. You see, the reason why many of us, we cannot fight the devil is because the devil, you cannot see. And the devil doesn't want you to pray. Because he knows that when you start praying, you begin to change the hands of time. Because everything, there is an invisible hand. Tell somebody an invisible hand. If you don't pray, your life will be determined by circumstances. You cannot control your life. You are not in charge of your life. Somebody, uh, an unbeliever sitting somewhere can make decisions for you. So, Bible admonishes as Christians, the first commandment that they gave to them, Apostle Paul, he gave, he said, first of all, first of all, before you even start, prayer must be the first thing. That is why when we come to church, we pray. Because it's the first commandment. That is why when we are going to sleep, we pray. That is why when we wake up in the morning, the first thing is we pray. Even for you to read the Bible and understand, the first thing has to be to pray. Because the Bible is the Bible is not mere words. It is a scripture that are inspired of God. So for you to know that inspiration, first you must first connect to God before you can understand. Amen. So somebody will say, oh, when I read the Bible, I don't understand because you don't pray. It is when prayer has gone before the word can even, the spirit of the word can come upon your life. Hallelujah. So tell somebody, be a man of prayer. You, you might have many time for many things. But you don't have time for prayer. You see, if you don't pray, it's not because you don't have time. You decide not to pray. Because you have time to eat. You eat. You eat. So far as you have time to eat, you must have time to pray. You have time to go on your phone. And go on WhatsApp. And go on TikTok. And making videos. You have time. So why don't you have time to pray? Why? And you see... If you don't pray, when trouble goes come, clean you out. You'll be wiped. Because you see, prayer will sustain a man. Prayer sustains a man. And let me tell you, the world is more spiritual than what you see. The world is more spiritual than what you see. The world is not what you just see. People do things. 
some years ago, I, I was going to write an exam in our final year. So I was going to the washroom and I saw one guy, just end of semester exams, something was on his waist. I said, hey, end of semester, you are speaking on things just to write an exam, end of semester. That's why I told myself, there are some So you see, the Bible admonishes the first commandment that pray first of all before you start anything that you want to do. Yesterday I was talking to Reverend and I said, oh, I want to do some business. He said, pray. You know, you could have said, oh, you know, I have some business ideas. You know, this one, when you he said, no, pray. That's a very good advice. He said, pray. Pray about it. What is it that you do you don't pray about it? Many things you do, you don't pray about it. And when the thing doesn't go well, you are blaming God. But ask God, did you commit it into his hands? It is when you pray, you see, prayer even shows your humility. It means that you don't believe in your abilities. You believe in the abilities of God. As the Bible says in Chronicles, it said, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, shall humble themselves, and they will pray. So prayer is a sign of humility. It means that you don't believe in the arm of flesh. Your belief is in God. Let me tell you, there are a lot of things dollars cannot do. There are real things in life. Dollars cannot do. Say, America, they have the best kind of hospital. But it's not every disease they can cure. I'm telling you. They have complex problems. Complex. Some of the problems they have, the poorest country like Ghana, they don't have. Complex. And I've noticed mental issues. A lot. They, and somebody will say something. You don't understand what they're because you realize that a normal human being who is right senses understands. Hallelujah. So it means that a man, eh, his abilities are limited. A man's ability is limited. That is why, as Christians, then our our faith must be in God. And that's why you must decide that you'll be a man of prayer. And let me tell you, when you pray, you don't walk in sin. A praying man does not sin, and a sinning man does not sin. The more you walk in sin, the more you don't like, you, you feel guilty to go and pray. It's an experience I've had. When you begin to walk in sin, you can't pray. Anytime you go, there's a heaviness. Because you know that the thing that you have even said you don't want to do, you have done it again. That is why I understood that a man, a man, this flesh, this flesh, if you allow it, the things that it will do, you have no idea. You'll be shocked that, hey, it is me who is doing this thing. So when you pray, prayer has many things. Many benefits to the believer. You don't pray. Young boy, you don't pray. Young girl, you don't pray. You are in love with somebody. You think that all you need is love to marry. You'll be shocked. The love is like, you see, the love is like touching water. It's, it's full at the beginning. At the point to finish, and you see the real cup there. The bottom. The bottom. Because when you are there, you are enjoying the water. So it's what, oh, I love you, baby. Oh, baby, sweetheart. Oh, from the sugar mountain across the Milky Islands to make our love tea. Yes. From the sugar mountain across the Milky Islands. To make our love tea. Hey! 
when I was in high school, my friend, he used to have a book. And I, I, I like a certain girl. So he advised me. He said, Charlie, write this words. So I was in the prep and I took the pen. I write from the sugar mountain across the Milky Islands to make our love tea. Hey! <laughs> and, and I had another. He said, he said, plants and animals may stop growing, but our love will continue to grow. <laughs> Things 
truth will be revealed to you. When you begin to pray, things will be revealed to you. Things about your life, things about your future. How many times do you stand to pray? You rather pick hours at work than to pray. You clock in. As Reverend has declared that, oh, this Saturday we are here to pray. You have done calculations. But you see, let me ask you. You have been calculating for years. But still, always there's a debit. You have been calculating. Oh, every time. You see, one thing I, one of the funniest things I realized is that when I was in school, I said, oh, God willing, when I finished school, I started working. They would pay me. All my problems would be solved. And I noticed that the more money you got, the more problems comes. It's amazing how those things happen. It's amazing. It's amazing. That is why, you see, as you, you engage in this battle of prayer, you engage in this battle, I'm telling you, things will begin to change in your favor. Because there is an invisible hand. Tell somebody there's an invisible hand. Shake somebody and say there is an invisible hand. There is an invisible hand. There is an invisible, invisible. <laughs> there is an invisible hand. That is why, you see, when you begin to pray, those invisible hand will begin to shift things to your favor. There's a shift. Tell somebody there's a shift. There's a shift. Things begin to shift. Sometimes you don't understand, but things are happening. That is why Bible admonishes. He said we should pray. Look at Acts chapter 6, verse 19 to 4. He said, then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, Is it not the reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables? Wherefore we look out among seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, that we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves to continually to prayer and to the ministry of the Lord. Look at the apostles. They were busy. You see, being busy is not, it didn't start today. It started from there. So don't say you are busy. Being busy. It, is, it didn't start from today. Look at it. Acts chapter 6. They were busy in those times. You see, anything you don't want to do, you don't do, that's when you give excuses. But let them say that, oh, Charlie, they've added a thousand dollars and you work. I'm telling you, you'll find a way to go and execute that thing. Even when you have to do a double shift and do overnight and come back and go, you will do it. Anything you do, anything you don't do, you don't want to do it. I've always noticed when people well, I don't want to do it. You know, some time ago, we used to organize prayers at church, at dawn. And some of the people, they were giving me excuses. Uh, you know, pastor, where I stay, I can't come. And this, at a point, you know, you too, we are human beings. So I begin to feel. But one day, we had a funeral, and we were traveling from Takwadi to Kumasi. 2 a.m. By 2 a.m., I saw the same people who couldn't come at the 4, four o'clock prayers, and they were at the roadside waiting for the car. People who couldn't come at four, they can wake up at two to go for a funeral. So I always tell them, if you don't come, it means you don't want to come. Tell somebody, if you don't come, if you don't come, then it means you don't want to come. Hallelujah. So being busy, it didn't start now. It started from there. But the people, the apostles identified their main goal. He said, this for us, we will give ourselves to prayer. You see, life is that you must identify your purpose and stick with it. Identify. Identify. Tell someone, identify your purpose. And stick with it. Stick with it. Hallelujah. So you see, you must learn to pray. Decide. Tell someone, decide, decide, decide. 
you know the reason why the the our, our forefathers in Christianity we have not seen many of the things that they saw in because we don't pray. They were men of prayer. You see, in those times they didn't have an iPad even to search scriptures and even to pray. They didn't have Google. Now, if you go to Google, you just Google the thing. Every scripture, everything you want, it will appear there. But they, they, they didn't have all those things. Too. They didn't have car. They were walking. But they saw great wonders. Great wonders. Raising of the dead. Because they were men and women of prayer. You see, I read the story of Billy Graham. How he became an evangelist. He was in the Bible school. And they went, you know, Bible school. When you are in the Bible school, back then, they used to take you to excursion. The people who have been the fathers of faith. So they took them to a tour in England. When they took them, they took them to John Wesley, where he used to have his prayer. And according to him, the story he wrote, the man prayed at the place, then his knee developed a hole. Yeah. And you see, when Billy Graham entered the place, he just knelt down and said, God, what you, do, what you did with Billy Graham, do it again. What you did with Billy Graham, do it. There was a man, he's called John Knox. You see, the queen of England back then. He said, I'm not afraid of anything. But the only, pray, the only thing I'm afraid of is, is the prayer of John Knox. He was an apostle, John Knox. He was a man of prayer. But how many times, we you see, anything we don't do is a sign that you don't believe in it. If you don't pray, you don't believe in prayer. If you believe in prayer, you pray. Anything you don't do, you see, your life is your beliefs. When you see me in church, the things that I do, some years ago, when I completed school, we had a job in Emirates. I was going to be an air cargo. And they gave me the thing. I realized that where I will go, I will not have place to fellowship. Because it's like, and it's not like this time they allow people to do church in Dubai. No, those times they didn't do it like that. If you go strictly, no church. I said, hey, it's okay. I want money. I'm not from a rich home, but this one. My belief and my faith is higher. I didn't do it. People didn't understand. Hey, hey, hey. And I knew a guy who took me. Now he doesn't even, he said, you know, even the God, does God even exist? I know one guy who got, today he's a homosexual. Because of money. You see, your life is your beliefs. Even where you invest your money, it's your belief. If you invest your money in church, it's If you invest your money in makeup clothes, every day you are buying, you are going here, you are going to Macy's, you are going there. When you're here, you see, the clothes you have, you don't even wear. I always ask my mother, you know, African mothers, they have long suitcases, like from the ground to the floor. And amazingly, when they are to pick clothes, they will ask you, please go up there and try. I said, I asked her, how many can you wear? Sometimes the clothes you have, you have even forgotten you have them. It's amazing. You buy, when you hear sales here, you are entering the place. You say, oh, this car, when I match it with this, it will go. But the same person, when we say, oh, we are trying to do this in church, then you start, you know, then calculations, church will be paying tight, church will be paying offering. But you, everything you have in an abundance, but you keep buying more. So your life, I always look at people, what they invest in it. Is it that this, is it what they believe in it? 
you believe your invest because Jesus says something. He said, Where your heart is, that is where your treasure is. Where your heart, where your heart is in a place. Always when I'm talking to Reverend, he's talking about church. I, I, I barely talk to him and talk about his work. Every day he's talking about church. Every day, church, you know, we have to do this in church. We have to do this in church. We have to do this in church. But let me tell you when you put the kingdom of God first, you will never be last. When you put the kingdom of God first, you will never be last. The thing that people will be dying for, it will be added to you. It's amazing how it works. But you are always putting, you see, I, I will never choose anything above my God. Because the things God can do, no human being can do. I'm telling you, life. No human being. Give a mighty clap of them. That is why invest, invest. Let your investment go into prayer. Sometimes when you are praying, you don't even know what it is. You don't, you don't even understand. You don't know how it is even working. But I'm telling you, it is working. Tell somebody it is working. Tell somebody it is working. Finally, I'm closing. Pray because prayer availeth much. It's a popular scripture. James chapter 5, verse number 16. James 5. He said, confess your fault one to another. Pray for one another. Pray for another, one for another. That ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man. Abilet much. Give me uh, maybe the amplified version, please. He said, confess, therefore confess sins to one another. Your four steps. Your offenses. Pray for one another that ye may be healed and restored. The heartfelt. Look at it. You see, the prayer, the heartfelt. You see, it means that the prayer must first start in your heart. The heartfelt prayer. You see, sometimes when I pray, the more I pray, the more empty I become. I feel that, no, I need to pray more. As you pray, you feel empty. I become like, what is happening? The more empty. And you see how weak we are. He said, the heartfelt persistent. So your prayer must be persistent. It means that when you are knocking at the door and the door is not open, knock till it opens. I don't know what you are praying about. You see, the prayer that makes it very effectual is the, the persistency of the prayer. If the prayer is not persistent, you pray when you stop, it will not work. It's like tight, the wonders of tight. When you tight and you tight continuously, it unlocks the windows of heaven. But you see, as you tight, you stop, you two months, you don't tight. It has no meaning. So Bible says that he said, the heartfelt, persistent prayer of a believer, look at it, he said, can accomplish much, much. When you put in action and made effective by God, it is dynamic. Can you imagine? Something is dynamic. It, it keeps changing things. It keeps changing the hands. It keeps working in your favor. It keeps working wonders. Look at it. Have tremendous power. Wow. So when you pray, the prayer has Tremendous. It, it, it causes something to change in your favor. Tremendous power. If a church we can engage in prayer, if as a church we can rise up and engage in prayer, I'm telling you, many of the things that we battle with, it will change. Because look at it. He said, it can accomplish. You see, there is something prayer accomplished that money cannot accomplish. There are some things. 
prayer accomplished that money cannot accomplish. Money cannot accomplish. It is some years ago. Coming up, I get I pray hundred hours. I didn't even understand. Found that I pray with an empty stomach. I'm blind. I just want to experience God in a certain way. Because from where we come from, it's not easy. I don't know what I'm when I became a Christian, my only hope was God. So it made me, I have some group of prayers. We have, we call ourselves the Gadite members. We meet on a park, 10 p.m. Ah, come and see how we are rolling. Ra, 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 ba, ra, ba, ra, ba, ra, ba, la, ba. Found that we pray and then we will remove our shirt and we will hang it in our hand. Then we hold our hands. Ra, da, ba, ra, ba, da. You know, you know what I'm saying? Kadala Bando, Ramadala, right? You are, you are brothelizing the tongues. Remetada, Rayamaniakad. Oh, Jesus. You are always in control of Jesus. That's how you pray. When, I, when you say, let's pray. You see, in Ghana, when you rise up prayer, the atmosphere even changes. I'm telling you, it becomes different. But here, you have brothelized them. The, the prayer. Oh, Jesus. God, you are in control. My Jesus. Oh, and you, you say God, but you say God. So it's like there's a, a difference. But when you rise up in prayer, we used to have, you may push back some years ago. You may scream. Hey, come and see me. People can pray. As I get to the place, I become spiritual automatically because the atmosphere there. Many of you, you don't even have a voice of prayer. Oh, Jesus. My God is in control. My God can take care of things. Oh, hallelujah, somebody. Because you don't know that prayer carries tremendous power. Tremendous power. Tremendous power. And you see, the prayer make, you see, for you to succeed, eh, there's a success that comes. You see, let me tell you something. One thing I've noticed is that you can be rich outside God. Look at Jeff Bezos. He's not a Christian. He's rich. Look at Elon Musk. He's not a Christian. He's rich. You see, the, you see, the, the, the success we are talking about, Bible says that, it says, I wish that above all things, that thou mayest prosper, even as thy soul. You see, prosperity without soul is useless. I'm telling you, you can build wealth. Somebody will come and enjoy it and finish it. So all your life labor, somebody has enjoyed it and finish it. You see, I read some statistics. I was sad. And out of 100%, only 2% of people who receive properties are able to maintain them. It's a fact. 2% out of 100%. When they are being handed properties to like when he's not around, he has given the company to his son. He said only 2% out of 100, is able to maintain. Somebody's life well. That is why you have labored all your life. Labored all your life. And no, no nourishment for your soul. Nothing for your soul. You are making a terrible mistake. So the Bible says that, you see, the prayer, effective one, the heartfelt one, he said, is dynamic and tremendous. Let's make time to pray. Don't give excuses. It's a sign of your laziness and your maturity. Because you don't know the effectiveness of prayer in your life. When you can engage, 
I feel guilty when I don't pray. That's my wife. I'm always hungry. So, you see, my mouth will be going, then you come, then you go. You know what I'm saying? I feel guilty. There's a guilt I develop. So I try, even if it's 10 minutes, to satisfy my conscience. And you see, if you don't train your conscience, eh, your conscience is your personal policeman. It guides you to your destiny. There are many things you do. Nobody will be there. So you send your conscience that I have to do this thing. Even than that, you can do evil things and sleep in time. So, Bible says that the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man. So you see, even your righteousness is connected to your prayer. He said, it's not a bad man. Look, there's a scripture in John 9.31. I'm sure. He said, I don't know if it's John 9.31. Can you give me that? Let me see. He said, give me the key. He said, we know that God heareth not sinners. If any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. So, Bible said that God hear the prayers of a righteous man. He said, now we know, now we know that God heareth not sinners. But, but, if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him, that particular person, Pray for your children. I always emphasize. Pray for your children. Lay hands on them. And pray for them. Pray for your children. Pray for them. In their prayers, pray for them. Not that when I'm, I'm about to sleep, I watch my wife is asleep. I will sit down the bed and I'll put my hand on her. God, I pray for this person. Because you see, whatever affected will affect you. So I know that her distraction can also amount to my distraction. So I just sit down on the bed. She's asleep. Then I'll sit down. But how many times do we pray for them? Brother, instead of you to pray, I mean, how many times do we pray for our pastor? Instead of you to pray for them, you criticize them. You have a mouth to criticize, but you don't have a mouth to pray. The best way to solve problems is by praying. You see, I, I don't like to say things about people. I say, pray. Tell somebody, shake somebody, pray, pray. Because prayer has tremendous power. Because it has power, that's why we pray. It means that, you see, without prayer, you are powerless. With your flesh, the devil will finish you. He can control you like a remote control. Anything that comes into your head, you do it. You see, that is why I tell people, don't allow what people say control you. Because, you see, somebody can sit in Ghana and say something on their phone, and all your mood will change. Because somebody in Ghana has controlled you by his word. Be controlled by the word of God. I said be controlled by the word of God. Let's rise onto our feet. I want us to pray. Let's engage into a short time of prayer. Let's engage into a short time of prayer. Let's pray. And uh, ask the Lord to give us the ability. Because prayer has a tremendous power. Prayer, it has tremendous power. Prayer has tremendous power. Prayer has tremendous power. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice. Ni osi abalio sotiri akada ramatado lebrandi kado la bazata remo kadie finu ani akad horomosi a rani ni brandi hakatu rani osakade lobosaka ni akadala mosakadiese rabade ni olaba rabatsa tode basi ekede ramate lobolomo sikada retno lobosakadalo Mose de leme, retni asata da baha, 
Renini asata dabaha, Renini hadalaboho, Rabalabaha, ni okabalabo, sekedelebeha, Renni o satadabaha, ni ololololololo, ni aka so dalabaha, Rennininiha, Rabalabaha, Rabalabeha sete, Rabalabaha, ni alabo, sekedel, ni anamalabaha, Rabalabo, sekete. Ranini o zelebe halabo sete rasiko de bo kada retnelebe hesete lebeha rani o lomo mosaka retni akadolomo ni o dolomo mosete lebeha retni adi akadoho rabadalo brondi kadaha ranini o zelebeha rabadabo hosa talabaha rabalabo hosa talabaha retnele brondo ho kadabaha in the mighty name of Jesus. James chapter 4, verse 7. We are closing. James 4, 7. I want us to read it. He says, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and you will flee from him. In one minute, I want us to pray. And we are submitting ourselves to God. We are, let's submit ourselves to God. Lift up your voice. And let's submit ourselves to God. Bible says, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and you will flee from him. Let's, let, let's submit ourselves to God. Father, we thank you. We yield ourselves to you. We yield ourselves to you. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Give a mighty clap of Oh, give a mighty clap of unto the Lord. Once again, I want to say thank you to Reverend for the opportunity he's given me to share the word of God with you. I want to say thank you so much. God bless you. And I love you so much. Let's let's invite Reverend to come. Let's invite our Reverend. God bless you, Reverend.